Hello and welcome to the Tips and Its podcast with Sia and Pip. Hello. We are a podcast based in Glasgow where we talk about everything that is amazing, nitty and yarny and fabulous. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get a little bit tipsy along the way. Hello. We are back. It is August. Well, we might be back if you've pressed the record button, not the play button. Shh. We're a bit rusty. Yeah. No, do you know what it is? It's because I sniffed the alcohol that we're drinking yeah. today and it's gone straight to my head. That's probably what the problem that is. That is true. This yeah. might be a little bit of a messy one, guys. You can yeah. thank our Greek friends for that. Yes. And you can also thank my parents. Yes. But drink responsibly. Yes. First and foremost. We are tipsy nits. Drink responsibly. <laughs> we're a bit rusty. This episode, we have a lovely purple ram gin from C's yep. parents. Yep, it's from Yorkshire. It was distilled on a scribbled date, mm-hmm. and it is batch number 71. Fantastic. And my lovely Greek friends sent home with the wonderful Aileen mm-hmm. some ouzo. We'd like to tell you more about this ouzo, however, neither of us can read the label. Yes, it, it is entirely in Greek. Yes, it's not as because we have already pre-drunk. No. And we're too tipsy to read the label. That is not the case. But what it does say on the label right at the top, it says World Spirits Award 2015 Double Gold. Ooh, nice. It also says 1894 on the bottle. It does. Like, actually, in the glass. So I'm assuming that's a thing. Yeah. So shall we? Yeah, which we try and first, then. Let's do the gin first. Let's do the gin first. We know that we can handle gin. Yeah, we got this gin thing down, guys. We've had gin, like, three times on this podcast. We know what we're doing. Yes. So this is Purple Ram. It is from the Yorkshire Dales Distillery. Is it ever enough when it's gin pip? Oh, it smells nice. It smells nice. It's in a cute little bottle. I'm going to have less. (laughs) Um, And it, unsurprisingly, has a purple ram on the front. Woohoo! I'd show you it. However, this is an audio podcast. We will put a picture up. Yeah, we will. It is apparently exceptionally smooth, quadruple distilled, and 100% vapour infused through select Yorkshire botanicals, including artisan local honey. Now, I'm from the rhubarb triangle, guys. You would think that this would have rhubarb in it, but no. It's honey. I didn't know we were known for honey. Let's go. Smells good. Well, that's nice. Mm, That is good. It's smooth. It's It's tasty. I'm getting the juniper. Yeah, it says in here, a sweet and gentle nose of spicy orange, a smooth citrus palette, and a balanced juniper finish. It also says mix with freedom. Mix with freedom. Freedom to say what we want and put it on the internet. See, I'm wondering if it's saying mix with freedom as in mix it with whatever you like, or it's saying mix it with as little or as much as you like. Ah. Oh, that's yes. nice. It's very it's a nice warming one, that. Yeah, that is. And for all of those not living in Glasgow, mm-hmm. we need warming. Because the lovely heat wave that we had experienced for oh. two months is gone. It's just muggy now. It's not nice. No, it's rainy. Hashtag not a fan. Hashtag not a fan, indeed. Yeah. So we've been off for a month as those of you who are returning listeners by the way thank you for coming back (laughs) may have noticed yes the airways have been remarkably quiet and sober (laughs) (laughs) or at least i assume they have i don't know Mm. um yes we've been off to different places yeah and now we're back to tantalize you all with wonderful talking about alcohol that you can't drink well you can you can go find it go find Um, it if you happen to be in yorkshire you can find the purple ramjin Mm-hmm. which I keep wanting to call Ram Jam after the yarn. Mm. Um, you can find that in Black Hole Farms Farm okay. Shop, which is in Wakefield. That's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Wakefield, that is not the farm shop, though it is a very good one. <laughs> I wouldn't mind living there. It is amazing. Um, mm. I don't know where else you can find it, but that's what Google's for. <laughs> so we like that one. Yeah, we like that's that one. That's a good one. I'm just going to finish this. Okay. I'm not going to finish that right now. I might finish it throughout the episode, but right now I'm going to leave that. Yeah. Oh, for those of you wondering... 40% that one. Interesting, because the Uzo is also 40%. So right. let's try it. I... I... Oh, it smells like aniseed. Now, a lot of people like aniseed, that's fine. I have bad memories of aniseed, because as a child, mm-hmm. I used to have to take aniseed Gaviscon. Oh, and oh dear. It was not something I was particularly fond of. So I'm just going to have a little tiny yeah, bit. I think I might be with you on that one. Now, am I correct? Sambuca's aniseed, isn't it? Thank you. I'm not sure. I, it, I don't the, tend to have anything aniseed-y. Nah. But this smells like aniseed. 
Uh, back in my wild partying days, ha ha ha, Sambuca was my mm-hmm. drink of choice when I was really, really um, in a position where I should probably have switched to water. Mm. <laughs> so this, this is br- really smells strong. Like you can smell this from a long way away. It's, I like it. I like the smell of it. I'm enjoying just swirling it around the glass, actually. Yes. It's not very syrupy. It's quite... I've mm. never had ouzo before, so I don't know what to expect. Me neither. That's why I asked. Right. I asked my Greek friends, yeah. is there a particular way that you're supposed to drink this? And they kind of were like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, in whiskey, yeah. you put a drop of water in yeah. or something. They're like, no, you just drink it. Great. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Oh, that is lovely. That's nice. It doesn't taste as aniseedy as it smells. That doesn't taste alcoholic either. I'm not getting... I'm getting a little bit. I'm getting a little bit. Oh, that is pleasant. I like that. I'm getting a little bit on my tongue and the roof of my mouth. That is really pleasant. I could sip that. That's actually a lot more delicate than I was expecting. That is very delicate, especially compared to that gin. That gin was quite... Yeah. That's not a technical word, but you are welcome, guys. Um, Because everyone was like... Every time I was like, oh, we've got ouzo to try, people would be like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. But that's actually... Very that pleasant. That is lovely. I could happily sip on that. I don't think you could have a lot of it. No. But no, that is lovely. Thank you very much for that. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Phil and Eleni and Aileen. And just that actually. That is lovely. That is the surprise. Yeah. I was not expecting that at yeah. all. And it's actually really, really nice. Wow. Well, you've got 200 milliliters of it, so. Yes! <laughs> I do have 200 <laughs> milliliters of it. Wow. wow. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to bring it to Perth. Oh, yeah. You know, and a, a hotel room Uzo yeah. night. That would be so... That's just... I'm a yeah. little bit kind of... Not in shock, but I'm a bit kind of like, whoa. That was nice. That is very drinkable. That is very, very think, drinkable. I don't feel like it's one that you have to quote-unquote water it down. Mm. And you don't have to build up to it either. Yeah, I mean... It, I want my neck in the bottle in the street in a hurry, but and like it's got it. I was worried because I thought it was going to taste yeah. as strong as it smelled, and I would just be like, no. But actually, it really doesn't. It's very delicate. Yeah, I was expecting it to be kind of like the gin or the whiskies and things mm. that we've had. Mm. But no, that is very nice. Thank That's you. So nice. Thank you very yeah. much. So we've been away for the summer. Yeah, we've tried new drinks. What have you guys been drinking? Please let us know. Yes, please tell us. Any summer recommendations, or alternatively, as we are rushing towards pumpkin spice season, any autumnal things gonna be making a comeback? Yes. Or a new appearance? Recommendations? Yes. I did pass a massive lemoncello stand when I was in the airport on the way home, but I didn't manage to get any because I spent all of my last euros on stationery instead. That's reasonable. That is reasonable. That is reasonable. So, in that month we've been off, Mm -hmm. as if it's a month. Obviously, we've got knitting done. Mm-hmm. It's us. So, Pip, whilst you've been off gallivanting here, there, and everywhere, mm-hmm. what have you got on your needles? So, I've got quite a lot on my needles. More oh. than I maybe intended. <laughs> I have a Shore Hap mm-hmm. by Martina Bem from the Book of Haps, which I Ooh. think have all just been released to their designers now. I think they have. I got an email notification from Lucy Haig about hers, yes. so I assume that means everyone else's house. And I'm knitting that in Queen of Pearls Ballista, and I knit, I cast that on not long after we recorded our last episode, because yeah. I was intending that to be my holiday knit, mm-hmm. except I didn't actually knit any of it while I was on holiday. <laughs> you were pretty busy. Because instead, I put quite a lot of knitting into that mysterious test knit that's been on my needles for like two uh-huh. years Yeah, that I just put down and never mm-hmm. really picked up again. So that is almost done. I've got almost two, done. I've got two lace repeats to go. Yes. And then it's done. Um, I don't know why, but I just mm-hmm. got totally taken with it. And that's what I was knitting while I was away. Um, I also cast on while I was away in Italy mm-hmm. um, for the Nature Shades Along, which is being hosted by the lovely Louise Scully of the Knit British podcast. And it's mm-hmm. the Nature Shades Along. If you haven't had a look, go and have a look on her Ravelry group. It's a way to celebrate the natural yes. rainbow. Yep. And it's a cow that she's run before. It is a cow that she's run before. And since she ran the one before, mm-hmm. I've wanted to knit a Gamble Dags in Jacobs. You have. You've spoken about it a lot. So I am. 
It's fortuitous. It's fate. Yep. It's meant to be. It's got a light... The, the body is light grey, and then mm-hmm. I'm using white and kind of very, very dark brown black for the yoke mm-hmm. um, and the colour work. And I'm on the... I'm basically a couple of rows into the yeah. yoke, so I'm nearly done. Nice. But yeah, yes, mad nice. crazy me decided to knit a Aaron Jacob's Iron Weight jumper in Italy. And what temperature was it over there? 35 degrees. But there were a couple of days where Sam and I just stayed in and we didn't yeah. go out and we were and it was almost Ooh. too hot to sit outside, so we sat inside and I knit on it then when it was cool enough. Um so it was actually Ooh. really good cuz I could just kind of I had to do a lot of maths mm-hmm. for this because I'm mm. pear-shaped. Yeah. And the basically my hip to waist ratio is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I have 13 inches difference between my waist oh, and my okay. hips. So I needed to do some maths to make sure it fit properly because mm. my old one was just too big. Yeah. Almost unflatteringly too big. Mm. So I didn't like to wear it out. And also it was really big at the neck. So I didn't like wearing it out. Yeah. So this one I knit my swatch i took the gauge from that swatch because i just could not get gauge Mm. without going down to like a three millimeter needle but then my row gauge was off yeah so i took that gauge and i basically did loads of maths and so it's like a hodgepodge of three different sizes yeah but it actually i've tried it on um as i go and it fits really really well which i'm really proud of so i just gotta make sure that i'm just hoping that the yoke Mm -hmm. isn't like super baggy or anything but it should be fine well i can Um, see a lifeline in there yep i've got a lifeline just before i combined it so if everything goes wrong i can just rip it right back and recombine it and do it again yeah but i'm really loving it so Mm -hmm. far Uh, it's actually not taking me as long as i thought it would you've absolutely flown through from what i've seen on our whatsapp chat and instagram i don't normally like it i don't normally <laughs> like knitting things twice yep but because it's been long enough and also this is very different yeah to the last one i made and i love the last one i made mm-hmm. and it's in interesting yarn and things i've just really enjoyed knitting this one so that's it it looks lovely and then the last thing mm-hmm. i cast on a couple of days ago i am testing the serena capelet for the lovely rosie aka pixel atlantis who's going to be at perth festival of yarn and she mm-hmm. was she was looking for test knitters yes. for this cape and it's basically like a basic lace cape mm. it, it's kind of it's it it's super fun to knit and it's not super hard it looks mm. really nice yeah but it's not like super complex. complex yeah and it's actually like see if you haven't knit lace before or you're just looking for a really nice mindless lace project this is perfect mm. it'll be perfect for a beginner and also perfect for someone that's just looking for something that's not just stockinette that has a little bit of interest to it I'm knitting it in some Mothy and the Squid mm-hmm. that I got at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, which is the tortoiseshell cap yep. colourway. And I'm actually really, really, really enjoying it. It's a great pattern, so keep your eyes peeled on Pixel Atlantis' mm-hmm. Instagram and things mm-hmm. to catch that when it goes live, because it is a great pattern. And I would highly recommend it to pretty much everyone. Yeah, that's fair. What have you got on the needles? Okay, so like Pip, I'm also testing Rosie's pattern. Mm-hmm. So... I've cast on using some Old Main Nam that I got at Edinburgh Yarn Festival last year. Mm-hmm. But you know how changeable I am, so I'm going to give it a couple of rows and see if I actually like it in that yarn, because it's a sparkle base. Uh-huh. I don't know if the sparkle's going to compete with the lace too much, but right, we'll okay. see. However, what I would say is, um, if you are interested in Rosie's patterns, definitely, definitely follow her over on social media, but also mm-hmm. check out her Ravelry group. We'll put the links in the show notes. I think... Having knit one of Rosie's patterns before, Rosie is very good at creating very stylish, simple patterns, which are quite contemporary, very versatile for different types of yarn, Mm -hmm. and they are very well written, Yes, very easy to follow, good for an advanced beginner, I'd say, Yeah, or even just an intermediate beginner trying to just, like, you know, branch out a little bit, Mm -hmm. and I also think Rosie will probably be looking for testers in the future, so I'd definitely keep an eye on Ravelry and her Instagram. Yeah. Because the other thing about testing is, obviously, you get the pattern in advance of everyone else, but you have the privilege of helping a designer get that pattern ready for other people and other knitters and things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you also get the warm fuzzies for having helped someone out. Yes. So definitely do that. And I'm also knitting... (laughs) I'm kind of knitting a So Faded Sweater by Andrea Maori. (laughs) Except, basically, (laughs) I've only really used it for kind of the basic shaping and things, Mm -hmm. the measurements and that kind of thing. 
because I basically want a massive oversized sweater. Mm-hmm. It's coming into autumn. I am loving the 80s aesthetic still. Mm-hmm. So I'm using some Old Main Nant Superwash Merino in the Hummingbird and I Dream of Stephen colorways. Mm-hmm. And in the middle, I have got some Rusty Barrett doll in the Nurple colorway. Yes. So I'm just on the middle of it now. And as far as I'm concerned, this jumper is going to be oversized and cropped. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be some massive green sweater thing that I can layer over stuff. Yes. And it's going to be gorgeous. A big boxy hug. Yes. Um, I could have knit infinite other patterns. I could have even knit a boxy, but for some reason I decided this was a really good idea. Yeah. But as ever, Andrea Mari's patterns are very well written, easy to follow, easy to ignore if you're like me. Um, <laughs> so I can very much recommend that sweater. I am absolutely loving it and flying through and I'm almost ready to fade into my final colour. It looks amazing. Thank you. So, yeah, that's what's on my needles. <laughs> so, what did you get off your needles whilst we were away? So, I finished my dotted race. Mm-hmm. It's humongous! You need to show me in person, actually, because yeah. I've seen it in the flash. It's a giant hug of gorgeousness. Mm-hmm. And every single time I've worn it, I've got huge compliments. Yes. And it's going to be at Perth, because I knit it in my Perth 2017 acquisitions. Oh, you did, yeah. There's trailers, Granite Creations, mm-hmm. and Strathern Fleece and Fibre, and it is glorious. It looks like a big sunset over the sea, and I love it so much. And of course, Dotted Rays is a Stephen West pattern. Mm-hmm. I have also finished the Merry Dancers Toury hat, which is by Elizabeth Johnson, and it is the Shetland Will Week pattern for the year. And I knit that in some Jameson's Spindrift that I picked up from Queen of Pearls. And it's nice. I just really needed a quick project. So I went through my bag full of stuff that's in my queue. And I was like, mm, do that. Boom. Yep. And I've also finished another baby vertebrae for my nephew. Aww. Who I have now met. I was able to give it to him in person. It's a bit big for him on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's knit in DK, Queen of Pearls. And I specifically knit it for kind of winter yeah. autumn winter because it's so hot in london at the moment which yeah. i can testify to because i was there oh my goodness so hot londoners we do not envy you in the slightest no. so i've knit him that for when it starts to cool down a bit mm. and he invariably goes but i've only ever been in temperatures above 30 degrees <laughs> what is this i don't oh. like it so Aww. that's that's what I've cast off three mm-hmm. projects. Good job. What about yourself? So uh, I think during our last episode, I'd just cast on an auspice shawl by Lisa Much. Mm-hmm. And that was in some all made nat cold sheep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, classics here. And I've since cast that off and I've also cast off a second one. Nice. And that was using some La Bien Merino singles that I got at Edinburgh Yarn Fest this year. Mm-hmm. And both of those are destined for Phil's grandmother mm-hmm. because she's decided she wants to gift some shawls to her friends. And as uh, she's practically family, as far as I'm concerned now, you know, thought, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully she and her friends will like those. And I might even cast on a third one just for her as well. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Ooh. As a wee surprise, if I've got time before we go to Canada. Yeah. And then, have I cast anything else off? Yes, I have. I have cast off a Perslow hat by the fantastic Karina Westman. Lovely mm-hmm. Carrie. And that was using some Dalton Border Leicester DK yarn. Lovely. And we are going to tell you more about that later in the podcast. Yes, we are. But before that, we are going to spam the living daylights out of you guys. Yes, we are. As the episode title will suggest... We are all about whapping your tits out this episode. Last month, we chose to be away during one of the most eventful months of the knitting calendar this year, I think. Yes, I think it was, I think this was announced like literally later on, Mm. on the day that we had recorded. At which point we were both kind of, oh oh, man. Goodness, we (laughs) missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So So. the Countess, the lovely Countess of Blaze, Mm -hmm. got wind that someone had copied one of her colourways. Specifically, yeah. if I want exposure, I'll get my tits out colourway. Which was a charity colourway exactly. from March. A limited edition charity colourway. Mm-hmm. So that's not cool. No. So instead of rah, 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 blaming the person yeah, or whatever, she actually shaming. managed to turn this into one of the most incredible, uplifting, amazing charity drives I've ever seen, really. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. 
So, um, from the 1st to the 31st of July, yep. 287 designers, yeah. makers, it's, yarn dyers got together and they all did either variations of the colorway or patterns to go with it or notions to go yeah. with it and a certain amount per scheme or per design and things went towards a, a charity, charity of the maker's yes. choice. And oh, it's been amazing. So this was all organised in the space of 13 days. Yes. Which, wow. It wow. Puts, it puts so many people I know in events management to shame. <laughs> um, it and it's amazing. It's this phenomenon. And I think it shows, it shows many things. I think it shows the power of social media mm-hmm. these days and how quickly things can take off there. The power mm-hmm. of a hashtag. The mm-hmm. hashtag Tits Out Collective. I loved it. Um, and it shows, you know, just what the Yarny community can do when we flipping well put our minds to it and yes. get on with it. You know, it's so amazing seeing something which could be so negative turned into something yes. positive. And the fact that so many different charities have benefited mm-hmm. is just... you know it's amazing and the countess yesterday so we're recording on saturday yesterday the friday she released the total yes which came to fifty five thousand two hundred and nineteen pounds for charity yes that is mind-blowing it is astounding it's incredible incredible. that is what knitters crocheters dyers sewists everyone around the globe has achieved yes you know it's how collective and this shows that when us knitters and us yarnies and us women put our minds to something we can you know we can move move the earth yeah because i think this has put a massive two fingers up to copying you know, issues with intellectual property. It's put two fingers up to misogyny. Ooh, lady businesses. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it's just yeah. hats off, tits out to everybody. Yes. Just Frankly. incredible. We've loved it. On a cheeky level myself, um, those of you that follow me on social media will know that I have been attending and working at an event called Ingenious Women, mm-hmm. uh, which is all about empowering women in STEM, in academia. Mm-hmm. And for the final month in july we were sending each other these daily emails and i signed up on for july the second (laughs) so that i could tell everybody about tits out collective and the the responses we got from that from people who aren't even in the knitting community was fantastic Mm -hmm. so you know it's you know i know i told i told family and friends who are not not involved in the knitting world at all and all of them thought it was incredible yeah I told Phil before we went to bed last night because I was just scrolling through Instagram and it's like, you know, oh, announcement. And he said, so what's that in Canadian dollars? Because obviously he's Canadian. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, it's over 93,000 Canadian dollars. And Phil's response was, wow. Yeah. Yarnies. Yeah. We are strong. We yes. are a strong community. And when we put our minds yeah. to something, mm-hmm. we can literally yes. change the world. So count us ablaze, you magnificent, magnificent, magnificent. Yes. Wonderful person. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And all of you that took part yes. and sold things and everyone that bought things, made and, things, oh. spoke out against misogyny, supported charity. Yep. You rock. Hats off and tits yeah. out. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great phrase. Yeah, yeah we I just love, love saying tits out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So both so, of us indulged in of some course we did. some yarny acquisition. Yeah, I mean, so I went for three. Yep. So I got some from Otherworldly Yarns in the Cordelia yeah. base, which is a Corydale nylon base, which is beautiful. Oh my goodness, Corolla, I take my hat off to you. We're taking a lot of hats off this we episode. We are. I've got, <laughs> take my bra off. I've got enough hats that I can just continue to take hats off pretty much for days. No, no. It's tits out, take bras off. Yeah. What am I talking about with hats? And, uh, bras off, tits out. <laughs> Some of you might know Otherworldly Yarns because her lovely partner, Martin, yes. went viral. So yes. everyone was taking pictures with yarn around there, you know, yarn tastefully yeah. covering, things like that. And Corolla managed to persuade her partner, Martin, mm-hmm. to do so. So there's a wonderful picture of him looking very demure, holding some yarn up against to cover his chest. And it went viral it and it was amazing. amazing and that got copied as well sorry it got emulated by other people as well uh, yes and that and that took off yeah. so we had some other lovely men yeah joining in on the action badass oh so good so good i just put the biggest smile on my face 
Um, I also got some Will Kitchen in mm-hmm. their her BFL bamboo base, mm-hmm. and I also got some of the lovely Queen of Pearls in her yes. Citadel sock base. And I can't wait to knit with it. I don't know what I'm going to do with any of it yet, mm-hmm. but I had to have it, and it's going to be glorious. Yep. And I know you got some tits out yarn too. Yes. So the second this got announced, I was walking home from recording last time. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, it's the end of the month. Budgeting time! Ooh. So I was in a position where I was able to indulge a little bit more, shall mm-hmm. we say. So I got. I decided this time to take advantage of dyers whose yarn I've not had before. Yeah. So, you know, another fantastic benefit of this tits art collector was discovering creators we've not even perhaps mm-hmm. seen before because people were launching their new etsy stores mm-hmm. um, people were dying for the first time making notions for the first time it was brilliant so uh, i managed to get hold of a skein of a stranded oasis yarn from the fantastic amy florence mm-hmm. of the stranded dye works podcast and obviously dying company Lovely. I got some of Grace of Babbles Yarns Falkland Merino yarn. Lovely. Grace, this is the softest Falkland Merino I've ever felt. My goodness. <laughs> I want to sleep with it on my pillow. Nice. Um, I mean, obviously I haven't because I think that with this heat it would have ruined it. But oh my gosh, I just want to rub it against my face. It's amazing. <laughs> I got some Gideon Yarns Platinum Sock. Mm-hmm. And again, it is beautiful. Gideon Yarns are another company that I've followed on Instagram for a few months now. Mm-hmm. and I've been mentally saying you know I'm going to get hold of some of their yarn I'm going to get hold of their yarn hello tips out yep and then obviously couldn't not get a skein of Zoe Queen of Pearls Citadel sock of course and then I've got a final skein waiting for me from Joma Yarns and that is over in Montreal at the moment ooh so Joma Yarns are a Canadian company mm-hmm. and as Phil and I are going to Canada later this month it seemed you know reasonable to just have it shipped to his parents so I have some yarn waiting for me mm-hmm and my plan with all of these yarns is I am going to knit them all up together in a Vertices Unite shawl. Because I've been wanting to do that for a while. And I'm going to call it my Tits Unite shawl. Yes. yes. Gosh, how many times have we said tits this episode? Not enough. <laughs> Love it. So that's what I have managed to acquire. Lovely. Now, we also got some non-tits out of collective yarn. We and did. as we are spamming you, we will share that now. Pip, what mm-hmm. did you acquire? Well, we both acquired mm-hmm. some lovely Dalton Border yeah, Lester yarn. We um, we're going to talk more about that a little while later. She, uh, the lovely Ellie, was generous enough to send us some to review. Yes, and I actually wanted to get my mitts on some Dalton Flock yarn for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I think Louise Scully of Knit British had mentioned them a while back, and I've kind of had my eye mm-hmm. on it. And I'm going to get more. Let's put it that yeah. way. We'll go in a little bit more into depth later yes. on. But we got some DK and some yes. Aaron and some bits yeah. and bobs. And uh, we've both had a chance to yeah. work with it. And it's yes. lovely. It's very nice. Uh, and in terms of not yarn, patterns, Pip. Mm-hmm. What patterns so, did you acquire throughout the last month? This is actually going to seem like quite a lot of patterns, but I realise it's been like six or seven weeks since yeah. you recorded. So actually it's not too bad. And the thing is patterns are going to sit in your library and it's not yes. like you're only going to use them the once or you're going to buy them and never use them or whatever else yes so i have i bought the vertices unite shawl mm-hmm. because at the moment i am totally on the hunt for mm-hmm. anything i can put schemes into that's going to take more than one or two yeah because i have a lot of stash and i would like to make some room in my stash i'm not feeling guilty or anything i just yeah. would like to clear out maybe some of my older stash yeah. that i haven't used that's been unloved yeah give it a bit of love yes and on that note, I have also bought the Confetti Fade, which mm-hmm. is a tank top by Hellastenta Design. Mm-hmm. And it takes three skeins of four ply, and it's basically a, ta- a nice, chill tank top. Yeah. And I don't know about anyone else, but this weather has definitely put me in the mind of some summery knits that I could do. Ooh. Yeah. And a tank top isn't as scary as a four ply sweater. And I definitely have skeins I could put together for like a four ply fade. I definitely Absolutely. do. Absolutely. So I got that tank top. I also bought the little dino toy by Susan B. Anderson because it's really adorable. Aww. And I have a nephew to knit for now and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I picked up the Winterfell yoke from Skein Deer. And I also picked up the If I Want Exposure, I'll Knit Mitts for My Tits by Skein Deer as well. And I will get on those. I just yeah. I have a lot of variegated yarn, so I have to get some solids to knit those. But yeah. 
if you haven't seen that pattern, go and check it out because they're incredible. And the message that she has to share with those mitts is amazing. It will make you pump your fist in the air and go, yes, yes. So go and check out if I want exposure, I'll knit mitts for my tits. Sia, you got a couple of patterns as well. Yes, so I'm planning to get some more tits out patterns um, later this month as my blood, <laughs> my budget, my budget replenishes itself. <laughs> my budget, I pay for these in blood. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think any designer can do anything with my blood. No, at least I hope not. Uh, <laughs> this isn't going to get deleted after this episode, is it? <laughs> no. So, I went to the Indie Borough Craft Crawl this year, and one of our lovely podcast friends, KM Bedigan, lovely, had a trunk show in Kathy's Knits. Yay! And when I was done fangirling over all of Kirsten's amazing patterns, which you guys should all go check out, mm-hmm. I acquired the Southbank shawl, which is a lovely lace shawl. And there are two options. You can knit it as a full pie shawl or as a semicircle. Ooh. And it's lovely and lacy and very pretty and nice and summery. Nice. And I also got the Ensphere cowl. And this cowl is super cool because there are nine different ways to wear it, my friends. Oh yeah, it is a very clever pattern. Uh, she's also recently released some other shawls as well and some hats. So we'll include some links in show notes for you guys to go check those out as well. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's all I've acquired pattern-wise as well. Interesting. Now, one thing we want to say on the back of spam. Yep. Is we had a message regarding our pronunciation of a certain word, and. This message got us both going, huh, interesting. And it's a very potato, potato, tomato, tomato Tomato. type of thing. And we were advised that we had been saying the word skein or skein incorrectly. We say skein. Yes, we do. Some people say skein. For example, I say skein normally, but for skein deer, she's skein deer knits. I say skein. And I was interested in this because... Most people in that I meet in the nitty community say skein. So when someone was like, you're not saying that right, right. it should be skein, I was like, hmm. well, I've n- not really come across skein all that much. As far as I'm aware, yeah. that's not something. So I put a little poll yeah. up on my, uh, on my Twitter and on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. You did. And I got over 100 replies combined. Wow. And it was very 50-50. Hmm. Some people say skein, some people say skein. Yeah, the other thing I'd say is obviously, I'm from Yorkshire. I spent several years working in a yarn store. I did not hear skein as a pronunciation until I started watching YouTube podcasters. Yeah. The majority of whom that I've seen with any regularity come from down south and or North America. Well, one of the things that I found in my results Mm -hmm. was that the Scots... Yep and Northern Irish and the North England uh-huh. were invariably responding with skein. Interesting. The Americans yeah. and the people like down in the south of England were yes. responding with skein. So it is. They're both, they're both they're correct. They're correct. Um, they're regional variations of a pronunciation of a word. Oh, well, if nothing else, I think it's been an interesting learning experience. It has. Skein, skein, potato, potato, potato. tomato, tomato. It's all cool. We're just going to keep saying it the way we say it. I really enjoyed, actually, the responses I got when I put the poll up. Because I was just curious. I was kind of listening. And I I was very interesting. Like, some people were like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely this. And other people were saying, no, no, it's definitely the other way. Or, no, I don't really care. I just go with what I was taught. Anyway, we have been testing. We have a review (gasps) for you. We do. So, as we said, lovely Ellie from Dalton Borderlester Yarns. Mm-hmm. sent us some yarn to test out. Oh my uh, goodness. She very generously sent us some Aaron, mm-hmm. which Pippa's tested, some DK, which I have had, and we also got given a pack of her gradient four-ply as well, Lovely. which we have decided to save mm-hmm. as a treat for you guys at some point in the future. Yes. So, obviously, we'll be putting some details from Ellie in the show notes. Yep. However, we felt we should probably give you a wee overview mm-hmm. of Ellie. And we've been emailing back and forth with her. So, should we give you the story? We shall. Okay. So, 
Border Leicesters are one of the oldest breeds in the country, and the people who farm them are generally very old-fashioned farmers who look upon them as either a crossing sire or a meat sheep. They don't look at the wool and never will. Which is sad. Which is sad, and this really surprised both of us, I think, Mm -hmm. didn't it? However, one of the key things about Ellie's flock is that these sheep live to grow old. Yes. So they're not... Side off with other things. Yeah, or, they're, you know, not, they're not raised meat. to be killed at two years old, you yeah. know. So Ellie started off with two ewe lambs, Martha and Minnie, and her flock has grown to now over 300 ewes. It's wow. the largest flock in the UK, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And she shows her sheep regularly at the large county shows and also shows the fleeces as well. They've won the Championship Great Yorkshire Fleece competition three times. Mm-hmm. as well as several others and we've been following the flock on instagram this summer yes. and they have been smashing it at shows this year yes they have they are absolutely beautiful sheep so we will try and get some pictures into the show notes for you guys as well because oh they look so intelligent yeah i love them they've got like almost yeah. like rabbit type ears yes, and they they're do. just so cute ellie also breeds rams for breeding which she sells at kelso welshpool and also from home and she's exported a lot of the rams and used to the EU countries as well for people to start their own flocks. Mm-hmm. And as we say, one thing that doesn't sit well with her is breeding for meat. So none of these sheep have ever gone for meat and they never will. They are a slaughter-free flock. Yeah. Which is fantastic, I mm-hmm. think. She's been selling her fleeces to spinners for over 20 years now. And three years ago is when her yarn story started. Mm-hmm. So, so you can get it from the Dalton Border Leicester yarn.com. Ah. Oh, it's such a great website because mm-hmm. you can go in and you can meet the sheep. Yes. And you can get information about the yarn. Mm-hmm. It's all worsted spun yarn. And the colours. Yes. So the range of colours, which I read, this is what I appreciate, guys. Hark back to the yarn's Yorkshire heritage. Yes. With names such as Rosebury, Kringlemore and Saltholm. Lovely. So I'm I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Yorkshire child, love it. Mm-hmm. So. And oh my goodness, guys. Now. The yarn, in terms of how we have had the yarn described to us, large, highly crimped fleeces that don't use their character through the yarn making process. Mm-hmm. And although the crimp isn't visible in the final yarns, the na- there is a natural spring and soft handle. Mm-hmm. The yarns are very versatile and they can be used for next to skin wear in accessories and in garments. Yes. And in the fleece and fibre source book, it has quite a lot of lovely information. So in the UK, you're looking at 30 to 38 and a half microns, roughly. And... It's got a lovely long staple length, which is up to like 10 to 25 and a half mm. centimetres, which is so is big. Long. And it says here that the lock characteristics are tight curls and luster. The locks are individually distinct and their tips end in charming curls. And you've got natural colours and you've got kind of white colours. And it says mm-hmm. here that because of the luster, border luster takes dyes clearly and well. Mm-hmm. And it can be spun from the lock. Wow. Which is pretty awesome, to be honest. Pretty damn cool, that. And it says here, best known for a friendly sturdy wool, Border Leicester is easier to prepare and spin than both Blue Face Leicester and Leicester Long Wool. It can be a workhorse for constructing fabrics with any textile technique. So it's a really versatile mm-hmm. yarn as well. A really versatile wool mm. and fleece. It, uh, oh, and I fell in love with it. Yes. So, Pip had the Aaron. Yes, I did. So tell us about the Aaron Pip. So what I did with the Aaron, those of you who listen will know I love swatches. Y- you love swatches, you say? I do love swatches. You Swatch- sure? Swatches are my jam. So what I did was I did a full square swatch, the same way I did with everything else that I've done during the breed swatch along and the wool exploration. Yes. That's me just crinkling the swatch in front of the microphone view. And I also did one of my little buntings, oh. bunting triangles, which I'm hoping to bring some of that bunting to Perth, by the way. Ooh. So I knit a square. It's mm-hmm. stockinette in the middle with garter stitch edge. And I've done a full review. So if you guys want to settle in, I can go through okay. my full review. On you go, then. So the wool category in the British Wool Marketing Board is a medium so I got a 100 gram skein of iron weight yarn and it's a worsted spun yarn. It says here that 100 grams in the iron weight is 175 meters, which is great. So for the hand squish grab, it's lovely and soft. There's not really a tooth to it, but there is a texture, Yeah. which is nice because it's 
it gives you something that you can almost grab onto because some of the other ones that are really really soft almost feel like clouds which is mm. lovely but it's nice to get one that has a little bit of texture yeah. as well it smells incredibly sheepy mm -hmm. really really nice and it's got a fairly loose ply but not too loose from that initial hand squish grab i did think it would be lovely and warm so it would be good for hats gloves and mm -hmm. maybe sweaters and it also seems like it would be soft enough that it would be good against the skin so i cast on 30 stitches on five millimeter needles when i was knitting with it it felt soft through the fingers with a very slight fuzziness you can actually feel the ply as you're mm -hmm. knitting with it but it's not unpleasant um, it is in fact very pleasant to knit with mm -hmm. i really enjoyed knitting with this and i knit to a seven by seven inch so the unwashed swatch somewhat uneven stitches in the stockinette but that may be because of my own tension mm -hmm. the loose ply meant that the stitches could sometimes seem to blend into one another but it's actually quite a pleasing effect the garter is much more defined than the stockinette which pretty much you find with most yarns that i've ever reviewed mm -hmm. it's somewhat bouncy with quite kind of a decent give i've said that it's soft but not cloud like there is actually texture in the fabric and the yarn and i've put here almost like a dry hint of crisp but it's not yeah. like it's not like crisp you would think like crunch yeah. it's it's a soft crispiness yeah it's very hard to describe i know what you um, mean and I it's think... very pleasing against the skin yeah so i did my initial wash block and wear test pretty much straight away mm -hmm. so i blocked it not long after i cast it off and then i wore it the next day just blocked it in cold water came out to seven and a half by seven inches so mm -hmm. it grew a little bit i try not to stretch it yeah i try to keep the kind of the consistency of the fabric when i'm blocking it and um, so it's grown slightly and the stitches evened out quite significantly as well and um, it bloomed slightly and it held the shape of the block really well so like you know it stayed exactly straight mm -hmm. down the side and along the bottom where i've put the pins in and things like that so it would be incredible for something like lace i yeah. think with that there is also a fairly decent drape for an Aaron. Oh, yes. You know, is. Aaron doesn't drape massively, mm. but for that, it's got a pretty nice one, this mm. one. So when I wore it on the first block, I wore it in my waistband and I pretty much forgot it was there for the whole day. And mm. um, when I was aware of it, it was just kind of like a really nice, pleasant warmth. It wasn't overheating, yeah. it was just nice and warm. It was very soft, no itch or prickle. And um, when I actually took the swatch out, it retained my body heat for quite Ooh. a long time so it stayed warm so that would mm. show it's a very nice insulating yeah insulating fabric i then blocked it again and uh at seven by seven inches and um, it shrunk slightly so it went to 6.5 by seven right. but i don't know if that's just because of the way I, I blocked it yeah and it bloomed quite a lot after that so you can kind of see the fuzz oh a little yeah bit. definitely the house fuzz um, a bit. but not too much it's very slight yeah so the halo is now more apparent with this this is now me i'm fiddling around with the you are <laughs> with the second block casually um, waving it around it drape as again it drapes really nicely the stitches have evened out even more mm. so they're now a lot more kind of look, straight and even yeah they look more uniform yeah uh, again i wore it in my waistband i was aware at the beginning due to the increased halo but again it very quickly became unnoticeable lovely warm and soft mm. and again retained the heat for quite a long time after i removed it i then rubbed it vigorously against itself in one corner sia can you tell which corner that was by any chance Have a look. no i can't no. so basically there was a very slight there was a, <laughs> can you even here tell we go. so you can see here there's like some very slight extra fuzziness oh yes but i mean i rubbed it and rubbed it and rubbed mm. it really really hard um so there's a little tiny bit of kind of felting but it's not really pilling. I'd say this is going to be quite a hard wearing mm. yarn. So I did um, kind of pull it back out, but the, the stitches kind of stiffened up a little bit, mm. but literally just by pulling them again, they've, they've gone right back down. And um, there's a little bit of fuzz on the top, but not really pilling. I think it would pill eventually because there is that little bit of kind of fuzziness, but I'd say it would take a lot to get there. I think if you were to do it in a garment, it would pill in the places that most garments do exactly. in any sort of yarn. So I'm... Um, under, um, under yeah, arms under arms and things, and like, things that, like that but that's not on you i think if you found yeah. a yarn that didn't do that and it's not going to do it as much as a merino no, or something not. like that like this is going to be hard wearing like yes. i literally was like yeah really really kind of really vigorously doing it so i think you'd have to really go at it to get any kind yeah. of significant pilling 
So overall, it's mm -hmm. now at six and a half by seven inches. It's soft with a good texture, slight halo, flexible with good drape for the yarn weight, a soft crisp in the garter stitch and reasonably even stitches. I think it would be great for all kinds of projects. So I imagine a four ply would be incredible for shawls as it mm -hmm. holds blocks so well and it's nice and drapey. The Aran would be fab for hats, mitts and jumpers. It's perfectly fine against my skin. Um, now, what I would say again about that is that I do have a very high tolerance. Yes for wool against my skin i mean maybe not herdwick mm. but a step down from herdwick i yeah. could probably still deal with so your mileage may vary mm. depending on what you're used to but i was a hundred percent perfectly fine with this against my skin mm. didn't even realize it was there after a while i'd love to try a four ply for socks It'd be Ooh. interesting to see with a high twist, because it was so resistant mm. to pilling when I rubbed it, I'd love to see how it would wear in a sock. Oh, see how it would handle on the heels and But things. I think if you put a bit of nylon in it... Just to give it that extra bit. Just to give it that extra bit, they would make incredible Ooh. socks. Yeah. I really think so. So that doesn't really differ from my original mm. idea of kind of sweaters and things. Yeah. I really want to knit a sweater in this. That's fair. I definitely will in the future. It's just such nice yeah. it's just so nice mm -hmm. and for any other observances i did notice that if you kind of crumple it up and you mm -hmm. leave it crumpled up it does retain the creasing yeah so if you're gonna wear it you'd probably want to hang it when you take mm -hmm. it off or something yeah. don't just leave it in a pile because i'm really bad for leaving stuff in a pile <laughs> because it will retain the creases yeah but i love this yes. i really really mm -hmm. love this what did you think about your see okay. you using the dk yes yeah, so i had a skein of the dk and whilst Pip had a natural coloured skein of the Aaron, mm -hmm. I actually had one of the dyed skeins of DK. Uh, so mine was in the Roseberry Topping colourway. Lovely. Yeah. And it was, oh, it was like it had been chosen specifically for me. Yes. Um, it was a beautiful sort of raspberry, pinky, plummy colour. Mm -hmm. In terms of my observations before I cast it on, I didn't swatch like Pip because I am very naughty. So yes. Yeah. So I think you can split our reviews into two things. I think you've gone for the hardcore review mm -hmm. and you're someone who's got a higher tolerance for different types of yarn whereas i'm doing the more haphazard diva <laughs> review <laughs> so obviously i knit a lot with merinos and bfls and things like that mm -hmm. so i was interested to see how this yarn would turn out and i have knit with things which have had the lester yarn mm -hmm. blended in so i had a vague idea of what to expect but wasn't certain so in terms of my notes i said that the yarn is a beautiful even color so it is very uniformly dyed no variation variegation that kind of thing mm -hmm. no undyed spots mm -hmm. so as pip said if you were wanting to knit a garment or something like this i don't think you'd necessarily have to worry about too much difference between uh, skeins and things like that that's good to know obviously i would say you will want to get the same dye a lot yes which is pretty much common sense with any type of yarn you get but i don't think it will be a you know massive difference even yeah. then in the skein the yarn was so plump and bouncy mm -hmm. it was untrue i i spent a good few moments just poking it and watching it spring <laughs> back yeah very scientific testing here um, i thought it would very much soften up over time mm -hmm. it's it does have a bit of a woolly feel to it but i wouldn't say that it is rustic mm -hmm. to use a word that i know is gaining some traction as a bit of a naughty word yes <laughs> and a bit too vague but it's definitely a woolly wool it's got a light halo to it very light light halo to it mm -hmm. in the skein i rubbed it against my neck and my face a fair bit i don't think it's something that i would wear against my neck personally like a shawl or anything like yeah. that but i do think certainly it would make a very nice garment to wear on your skin mm -hmm. however my decision was to knit it up into a hat mm -hmm. that skein of yarn screamed hat to me yes it screamed that it would make fantastic accessories mm -hmm. And the other thing that I identified was I saw that yarn and I thought, this is going to cable like a queen. Oh, yes. Yes. So I set about knitting a Perslow hat by Carrie Westerman, mm -hmm. which is it's a cable extravaganza. Yeah. It's a cable aganza. Mm -hmm. There are twists, there are cables, there is some stockinette, there is some purling, there is a bit of garter. Texture. So, bit of texture, yeah. And knitting with the yarn it was fantastic it didn't quite glide through my fingers as you know your merinos your silks and that kind of thing would but it was very pleasing mm -hmm. to touch it was very lovely to work with 
as Pip said, it does have a bit of a loose apply. However, I didn't find at any point that my needles went through it. Yeah. I didn't find at any point that I got half of a stitch across the needle, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I found that it's a little, it's, a, it's not very grabby, but it's mm-hmm. grabby enough that if you want to cable without a needle, or if any stitches, God forbid, fall off your needles. <gasps> yeah, we've all had those moments. They stick. Excellent. That is so, such a good thing to know. Yeah. So if you are looking for a yarn, which is Cabler's Dream, mm-hmm. this is that yarn. What else can I tell you about it that I liked about it? Obviously, as with any cabled pa- pattern, there was a bit of variation in the stitches and, you know, just getting things uniform, things like that. Mm-hmm. I found that after I gave it a quick wash and block using some of Bar Ramu's wool wash and just, I only had to lightly adjust things. Everything mm-hmm. evened out nicely. Mm-hmm. The stitches didn't lose their definition or relax too much because I know sometimes you can cable with things and the cables will lose their definition and they won't bounce back. However, this yarn remains its bouncy and springy qualities to it That's after nice. it's been blocked. I didn't have to do it too aggressively either. It was just to let the stitches relax that teensy, teensy little bit. The definition on the cables is second to none. Oh, They absolutely popped after I washed and gave it a teeny little block. Yeah. So definitely, definitely recommend it for that. You sent um, me a picture of the finished yeah. object and the cables, and I was just like, wow. Oh, it's stunning. Oofed. Yes. Yes. So I can very much recommend the DK for an accessory such as a cabled hat. Mm-hmm. I did notice there was a tiny, and I mean tiny, very tiny bit of runoff of the dye when I was washing it. Okay. But I would put that down to it is a very rich raspberry plummy colour and that happens with pretty much any yarn that is dyed to that sort of colour. Yeah. It is a dual tone and I have found with most dual tones of any other mm-hmm. company that you do get a tiny bit of a runoff of dye in there. Okay. Nothing drastic but it yeah. is something to watch if you are perhaps blending with other colours. Mm-hmm. Overall it has softened up a little bit with the wash as well. I personally wouldn't wear it against my neck or my face, Mm -hmm. but as a hat or as a garment worn over a t-shirt or a vest or that kind of thing, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Excellent. So I think both of us are extremely grateful to Ellie for introducing us to her fantastic yarn. Yes, it's wonderful. And Ellie will be at Perth Festival of Yarn. Mm -hmm. So go, 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 squish, yes. buy, enjoy. I am definitely going to be picking some up. 100%. Definitely. I really, really, really like yes. this yarn. And I'm kicking myself mm-hmm. that I didn't give in and buy some when I first saw it and went, I'd love some of that. Because it's just yeah. lovely, lovely yarn. I think this may perhaps become a staple for both of us. Yes. Um, I have seen the yarns knit up into other items such as cushions and things as well. Ooh. And I think these would make lovely blankets. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a throw <gasps> in the Aaron or the DK? Oh my! A goodness. massive, massive cable throw. <gasps> yes. How beautiful would that be? Yes, because I was thinking like an Aaron mm. jumper, like the massively cabled Aaron jumpers. Oh. Oh, I bet you anything, this would make a fantastic lush, lush cardigan by Tin Can Knits. Yes. Or even the Caribou cardigan yeah which i've had on my needles for a couple of years and need to finish <laughs> <laughs> i think it would definitely i think this is definitely a very versatile yarn and i can understand why it's described as an, an improver yes by those in um in the sheep in world. the farming industry and that mm. i think this would definitely improve a lot of knitters lives yes it's it's just a great yarn it's great we both really liked it and i think the fact that someone like pip who obviously you're more into your breeds and things like that Mm -hmm. you enjoyed it but i think the fact that little diva in the corner over here enjoyed it as well yeah i'll be honest as again because i knit so much merino and things like that it was a lovely refreshing change Mm -hmm. yeah that's good that actually i hadn't even thought of that we used two were two different kinds of of, of, of yarnies so it was was actually we're actually give a pretty good yeah a pretty good cross section for any future reviews as well yeah (laughs) go us Accidental awesomeness. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> if we say so ourselves. So, in terms of anything else, you did say that you went to Indieboro, which you said was lovely. Yes. Obviously, Pip couldn't make it with me this year. Nope. We made it to Indieboro Craft Crawl. Mm-hmm. We being myself and lovely pal of the podcast, Heather. Yep. Now, Heather and I accidentally just wound up doing the original yarn crawl. <laughs> We arrived in the afternoon and it was a rather warm day and we thought, you know what, we just want to have a wee chilled 
time of it. Mm-hmm. So we started off by heading to Kathy's Knits. Lovely. Um, we love Kathy. Fantastic, fantastic Kathy and her lovely shop. Mm-hmm. So we spent a good amount of time just fangirling over Kirsten's pans for mm-hmm. her trunk show. Heather picked up some needles from Kathy to start on some socks. Mm-hmm. And obviously I picked up the pants from Kirsten. And yeah, Kathy's shop is always a fantastic uh, place to visit. We love going in and seeing all the British yarns. And mm-hmm. she has so many samples in it up as well. Yeah. If you are going to a yarn store and looking for some inspiration, I can recommend Kathy's. Definitely. So after we went there, we went along to Ginger Twist Studios. Mm-hmm. To see Jess, who is the organiser extraordinaire of the entire craft crawl. Yes. And we had a good smush of her yarns. And uh, obviously Kirsten this year had designed the annual craft crawl shawl, mm-hmm. which is called Kith. And this was in Ginger's Yakety Yak base. And it's Lovely. a beautiful red colourway. So definitely go have a wee look on Ravelry for those. Mm-hmm. Links in the show notes. Neither was acquired anything in Ginger Twist but obviously it was great going and having a look and seeing Jess's amazing wall of hand-dyed yarns oh. if you're in Edinburgh and you're looking for some hand-dyed yarns we really recommend Jess's Ginger's hand-dyed mm-hmm. it's fantastic yeah? after that we got on the bus and went across to Be Inspired Fibres lovely and oh we we love visiting Be Inspired don't yes. we yes and since our last visit not only does she have Hedgehog Fibres <gasps> she's got Ushitita or is it Ushishita? I've heard it pronounced two different ways, <laughs> just to go back to our pronunciation uh, quandary there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hedge my bets and say both there, and if any listeners would like to uh, confirm that one for us, we'd appreciate <laughs> it. So she has that, she had the Malabrigo yarns, obviously, so many beautiful, amazing hand-dyed skeins, skeins, mm-hmm. scones, schoons, <laughs> hanks in there. I'm a little bit hyper now, I apologise. So it was lovely being there and Heather picked up two skeins herself and I did not partake because, mm-hmm. as I said, I'm going to Canada at the end of this month, so... Gotta save yeah. up your money. And then after that, we managed to make it around to Akfa. Mm-hmm. And none of us have been before. Very much rate Akfa if you're ever in Edinburgh. And it was the after party. Yes. So we had a great time. We sat down and chatted and chilled with some knitters worked on our projects and we also acquired a sneaky gift for Pip Ooh. but we'll tell you more about that next episode <gasps> exciting surprise <laughs> <laughs> they're so sweet yeah. so yeah we had a lovely time I think the beautiful thing about a craft crawl especially in the summer is that you can go wherever you want whenever you want mm-hmm. obviously providing it's on the days that the actual crawl is arranged mm-hmm. unless you create your own I guess you know you can get you get the chance to meet lots of different knitters, crocheters, yarnies. And there's just a really nice energy to it, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get to explore the city as well. And we were quite fortunate in that it was a nice sunny day, but it wasn't oppressively hot or muggy or anything. Yeah. So it was quite nice for both of us just wandering around Edinburgh, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was quite nice. It was good. Sounds lovely. So we had a very nice time as usual. So a huge thank you to Jess for organising the craft crawl yes and hopefully all three of us will make it next year hopefully because there's, there's totally going to be another one isn't there oh fingers crossed yeah I haven't been able to go for a couple of years and I really 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 want to go <laughs> I want to visit some of the other shops as exactly. well exactly you know the there's sewing so shops different people and haberdasheries and things yeah <sighs> hopefully next year hopefully I'll make next it year. <laughs> and obviously there's Rainbow Heirloom Studio as well there's yes. Isolde Studio so yes there is always next year so speaking okay. of Border Leicester, yes. she's going to be at Perth. Yes. Perth is the 8th and 9th of September, 2018. Mm-hmm. Grab your tickets, guys. Yes. Come see us. Now, in a slight change to uh, what we said previously, Pip will be there. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I will not be there. Phil and I had obviously planned to go to Canada. We've had to extend our visit a little bit. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I will not be at Perth. But... The wonderful yeah. friend of the podcast, Heather, Heather. will be there. Yes. And Sam is coming. Sam's coming! Sam is coming! So, you know, if yeah. you want to meet the mysterious... Sam's not mysterious. Sam. <laughs> he'll be there as well, yeah. I guess. And he's a knitter, so he can chat knitting with you. He is. He loves, in fact, to chat knitting. Yeah. Because he gets lots of attention for his knitting, and it's great. <laughs> and he loves colour as he well. He does. He loves colour. Yes. So, grab your tickets. Yep. 
come through. You can come through just for the day or for both days. There's socials. There's a gin night on the Friday. Mm -hmm. There's a social dinner on the Saturday. And there's still tickets for some of the classes. There's also lots of fantastic merch, including, I believe, a commemorative skein of yarn from Amy of Stranded Dye Works. Mm -hmm. It's a mystery colour. There's an awesome festival t-shirt that looks like a festival t-shirt. Oh, it's fantastic. And I said there's classes left, so get your mitts on those ticks before Mm -hmm. they go. Yeah. As we have said previously, we had such a fantastic time last year. Mm -hmm. You can go back and listen to episode 17. I think it was episode 17. Episode 17 or 18. We'll put links in the show notes. Yeah. I say we. I will put links in the show notes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And you can hear all about what we got up to last year. Um, Mm -hmm. Last year we only went for the day, as it was only a one-day event, I believe. Yes. However, two days, guys. Two So not only can you get one fix, but you can get two fix. Oh, it's going to be so good. I have been dead excited. We are going to be holding an Exploration PodCal meetup along with Rosie of Pixel Atlantis and uh, Kirsty of Grenaic Creations, which is going to be lovely. Come on, show your exploration stations. Yes, definitely please do that. What else can we tell you about Perth? Generally, it's going to be epic. It's going to be amazing. I am gutted that I'm not able to make it this year. Mm -hmm. I will be following the hashtag from Canada. People of Perth Yarn Fest 2017. And Perth Yarn Fest 18. Perth Yarn Fest 2018. Percy Fest 18, I yeah. think. Search the hashtags. We'll put them up. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's yeah. just going to be class. Like, yeah. last year, we made so many amazing friends. We it's did. where we met Rosie and Kirsty and quite a few other people. Yeah. It's where we found some new yarns. That's one of the great things about Perth is that some of them, it's only their first or second time they've vended. Uh. There's local people, so the lovely Mrs. Lamb's yarn's going to be there. She actually sent us some yarn for us to give away as a giveaway or as part of prizes. Keep your ears pricked for coming cows in the future. And it's a great way to meet new friends, get in before the hype for some of the smaller businesses. Otherworld, the yarn's going to be there. Grenade Creations, Creations. Pixel Atlantis, Lovebug Yarns, loads of people. Mm -hmm. Dye Candy candy have just announced they're going to be there. I mean, whoa, guys, come on. You know, Ellie's going to be there. Knit Cosmic Strings. Like, Rusty Ferret. It's going to be great. And it's one of these ones where the lineup isn't just big names. And big names are fine. It's cool. But it's a chance to discover something new. Exactly. And And we always loved that. We loved it. And I think the other thing we could say is it is one of the more relaxed atmospheres in Mm -hmm. terms of yarn events that we've been to. Yeah. Last year, there was no frenzy. There was no pushing your granny out of the way to get to specific stands. And it's a big, really light, really airy Airy. space. It is a fantastic space. And because it's not cramped, you can Mm. stand and talk to someone without feeling like people are trying to get past you. Yeah, there's plenty of space to look at each of the vendors' stands. Neither of us felt crowded at any point. We never felt that we We couldn't... We were in in anybody's way, that we couldn't access anything. Mm It is a is one of the better venues I think that we've been to as well. Mm-hmm. I think Eva, who organises the event, is very thoughtful and puts a lot of time and effort yes. into thinking about things that perhaps you wouldn't, nece- wouldn't necessarily occur to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's created a wonderful, wonderful festival. She which... has definitely. So guys, we'll see. Well, I'll see you. At Hope we'll see you there. <laughs> And before we go, because yeah. it's a long episode, because it's been a while, yes, uh, we just have a couple of quick things we want to say yes. before we go. Yep. So first thing in terms of admin is please do not tag either of us or the podcast on Instagram giveaways. Yeah. We really appreciate being thought of. Mm-hmm. However, it has become it's, a it's, new it's, form of spam, and I know well, that if you tag us, it's not meant in that way. way. But I. I'm just getting it overwhelmed with these notifications and I can't see other notifications just, or I miss comments or yeah. things like that and it actually becomes a little bit stressful. Yeah, and the last thing we want to do, particularly with regards to the podcast Instagram feed in particular, is miss out on a comment or a query or a suggestion that anyone sends us because we are trawling through a lot of Tags. tag 11 people gajillion friends yeah um for a one entry into winning a skein of yarn yes um 
you know we do appreciate being thought of and we do consider you all of our friends as well mm-hmm. however if you could perhaps refrain from doing that we would really appreciate it yes um so that's both of our personal accounts but also the podcast account as well yes um the podcast in particular is more of an entity rather than a person yes as well um but we do appreciate being thought of so yeah. thank you but um if you could please not do that in the future mm-hmm. and our other piece of admin is just to remind everyone to be good to one another yes be Hashtag nice. Nitty Paladins. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yep. Don't forget, uplift other people within the community, mm-hmm. whether it's a fellow knitter, crocheter, a yarn dyer, you want to recommend a pattern perhaps. Mm-hmm. Again, think about if this is what the Nitty and Yarny community can do in Uniting for the Tits Out Collective, think about what we can do just for each other on a daily basis be the nitty paladin you wish to see in the world yes and if paladinary <laughs> isn't your thing just be a generally nice yarny person yeah 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 i think that pretty much concludes this episode yes pip has got a lot of editing to do oh i've got a lot of show notes to write up <laughs> we are thrilled to be back yes i actually yeah. really missed recording last yeah, month yeah i did it felt weird but um, we're glad to be sharing our oh, craziness yes. with you. <laughs> yeah, we've missed you all. Fueled by Uzo and Gin. <laughs> yeah, good mix. Um, yep. Again, just a reminder, please drink responsibly. We yes. do not condone drinking irresponsibly. And if you're having any problems, you can go to drinkaware.co.uk yes. for help. Um, so I think that brings us to the end of things. Yeah. We will be back in September. Mm-hmm. Pip will have news of Perth. Mm-hmm. I will have news of Montreal's yarn shops. Woohoo! <laughs> And keep your ears pricked up for some coming cows that are in the works. There will be smooshing in. Autumn is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Tipsy Knits podcast, whether you're a new or returning listener. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram as at Tipsy Knits. You can also find us on YouTube as an audio podcast under the name Tipsy Knits Podcast. The music is from the lovely Juke Deck, where you can generate your own music for podcasts. So for any aspiring or other podcasters out there, check out Juke Deck. Thanks for listening.